edition of the Bullheaded Podcast. I'm your host, per usual, Sean Tyson, here with Zoo and Peebush. How you guys doing? Oh, you guys already know. <laughs> that Bears game last night, Monday night, beautiful. I, I haven't been that happy watching a Bears game since uh, probably pre-double doink, man. It's been a long time. <laughs> and uh, more than anything, man, I'm just happy that they finally decided to fit the system around the talent and not force the talent into the system. So, Justin Fields, man, he's making some miraculous plays last night against a top two defense in the league this year on the road. Hella impressive. Let's hope that this is the standard and not a fluke like an Appalachian State college win upset, man. So <laughs> yeah. that's all I'm hoping for, fingers crossed. But, hey, I'll take a trend in the right direction. And, Zoo, Bears and Packers are tied in the division, man. How does that make you feel? How crazy is that? Now, I should have made the bet this year, man. No, you should have, man. Because this year, man, watching the Packers is a disgrace on offense, man. Is a disgrace on offense. No running game, no pass game. Mm. And Aaron Rodgers looks like a joke, man. What and that last play, which is sad, man. That was a sad attempt to beat the Washington football team. Uh, Washington Commanders, man. Mm. The Washington Command. That was just sad, man. And Rodgers falls on the ground last play, man. And he just down on the ground, man. Because he's down in the dumps. He got his 50 mil, man. But he got nobody to pass it to. And he got an offense that is unwatchable. Mm. Unwatchable. Sure we'll get into that I haven't said that in a while. Unwatchable this year, man. I don't like watching yeah. Packers yet this year. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty evident that Devontae Adams was their entire offense last year. And even this year with the two backs that they have, it's just it just hasn't been. It's almost like they have no cohesion. And, yep. you know, Matt LaFour is supposed to be a boy wonder. Well, oh, he needs to start figuring some stuff out because it's, it's getting really dicey in Packerland. But we'll talk about that in the second topic. Um, first topic today, we will be addressing fantasy. Like I said, we're going to be getting into fantasy you know, pretty much every other pod. And for this one, we're going to get into, I guess you say, the fantasy superstars and the fantasy duds. Like you say, every year we all have our sheets and we do our research on who we think is going to be good and who's not. But <laughs> as I've learned with football, man, injuries and just how offenses are, you just never know who's going to pop out. So I'm going to start with you, people. Who is your fantasy breakout this year breakout or your surprise? This year. I mean, I, I wouldn't say – I think, you know, a lot of people might shout out, you know, on the running back side, Ramondre Stevenson. I know we were talking about him pre-production. But yeah. I'm actually going to go with a guy who's consistently been drafted relatively high in his career. But this year he's finally proving that he has even better value, and that's Josh Jacobs, man. This guy is carrying – back for real. He is carrying this Raiders offense, which clearly they needed because whenever they're relying on Josh Jacobs to get 20 carries for hundred buck forty plus – each game, it alleviates so much pressure off of Derek Carr that you don't see him chucking the ball away half the time. I think he only had, he might've gone like 21, 27, a little over 200 yards, touchdown, no picks this past week, granted against the Texans. But this is a guy, man, that, you know, we always kind of joked about in the past couple of years that, you know, he was a 60 yard, maybe a touchdown kind of guy, gave you 12 to 13 points in fantasy and half point mm -hmm. PPR, not usually too well utilized in the passing game, but this man, year. this year, Oh, Ooh. wow. This guy is taken to the next level. I don't know if it's a system change. I don't know if it's something that maybe he asked for. I believe he might be in a contract here, fellas. We might have actually been talking about that. So, you know, these last three weeks, man, he's absolutely destroyed. He's been carrying a couple. I'm sure whoever has him on their fantasy team, he's been carrying you this past couple weeks. And uh, he's definitely a surprise because, you know, he's always been, you know, a relatively high drafted running back. But he's finally proving that he could even be a higher value pick. 
possibly going forward, even though he is getting older. So definitely a bit of a surprise this year with just the touchdown consistency and his usage because of how we thought their passing game was going to be this year. Yeah, man, that's a great pick, man. Because Josh Jacobs, as you said, man, usually in the past, third rounder, and then mm-hmm. he went to like a first, second rounder for a couple of years. And this year, the ADP this year just fell off just a little, man. Yep. To like the fifth, sixth round, fourth to sixth round, man. That was like good value there based on his relative history. And he's also young. Like people yeah. forget this guy, this guy came in the league a couple of years ago. And I'm not sure why his ADP dropped so much. Maybe because of the coaching change, people Passing. weren't too sure about that. And obviously, obviously, he's not a pass catching back, and there'll be more pass heavy. But looking like whoever get Josh Jacobs, man, you're having a great year right now. Like this dude, this dude overall in fantasy football is the fifth best player at the flex position, man. Up there with Austin Eckler, Chubb, Saquon Barkley. So he's up wow. there this year, man. So shout outs to you if you drive to Josh Jacobs because not many of these experts yep. like Jacobs this year. A lot of people snoozed on him, man. But for me, man, I got to go with the guy that got all the preseason hype, man. I heard all – I didn't even know this guy existed, a.k.a. Damian Pierce, man, DP, man. Mm, this dude this yeah. year, man. Absolutely. He made a lot of noise in the preseason games because usually preseason games, man, it's just noise. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. But then PFF, man, they rated this dude's running back ability, man, number one rookie. And and then this guy first week, sharing the time with Rex Burkhead, people got a little nervous. But then this guy just took the job from him. And now he got a little bit space, man. We got to give this brother 20 carries a game. Because yep. he's that good. And you got and you got that dink of a quarterback back there, man. So there's <laughs> a rush, it's a run heavy offense, even though the team is not that good. Damian Pierce is surprisingly efficient on a team that's quite, quite predictable because they're just running the football right now. And this guy, as a rookie, man, you could have got him. You could get it from the fifth round to the tenth round this year. Very yeah. big variance, depending on when when your league started. So if you got this dude, you got an RB1 this year on a really bad Texans team, but it, it doesn't matter because this guy's producing and the coaching staff loves this guy. They, they mm-hmm. love this guy. All I hear about rave reviews about Damian Pierce. So that that's my guy this year, a young rookie running back, man. Shout outs to him for producing straight out of college. Man. He, he, he could impressive. win uh he could win offensive rookie in now that Brees Hall. Oh yeah. Injured, you yeah. Know? It's Rest kind of between man. him and Pickens. Exactly. Yeah. Brees Hall was going to be on this list until the the ACL injury, man. The sh- mm. As the Brees Hall shareholders out there, man, I feel sorry for you guys because you guys got a hell of a player because this dude, he's a, he's a flat-out stud. He was mm. a flat. That, that game, he, he was like three carries for 70 yards. Yeah. Jesus. So good. His, his ability to go off. Jesus. So good. so good. Sorry, Sean. Listen, Brees Hall was like Le'Veon Bell but faster. Literally, everything could yep. catch out the backfield, could run. Like you say, I, I drafted well with my running back. So it, it was devastating at first, but you know, the guys I got on my bench and stuff, it, it kind of nixes the pain a little bit. But Brees Hall was really trending towards being a top finishing top three running mm. backs. Like he was trending up. He mm. was going like crazy just with all like you say, all the type of array of moves he could do, physicality, like you know, getting outside, swing passes, things like that. So it really sucks that he got injured. Because uh, he was definitely a guy we're looking at. But for me, if this is to me, it is just the craziness of fantasy football. And th- you can kind of relate this to, you know, just the regular season of the NFL, like just how it's been trending in the uh, first seven weeks. Geno Smith to me is one of the biggest surprises ever. <laughs> ever He's a top ever, 10 yeah. quarterback, a top 10 fantasy quarterback. <laughs> Nobody even had him on his radar. 
And what's funny, and I think what's so funny about this is there's a guy in my big money league that he has him on his team. And who would have thought that a guy that has Geno Smith as a starter would be a guy in a league that's five and two? That's, that just tells me to me, like, you know, he could have a better team, but Geno Smith, you're like, oh, you got Geno Smith as your quarterback? You're probably not even over 500, no matter what your team looks like, because your quarterback's just bringing you down. No, Geno Smith has played, like, who would have thought he would be better than Justin Herbert this year in fantasy? Ooh, Nobody no. thought that. Brutal, Nobody man. thought that. So it's like, you know what it speaks to? It, it, it confirms a couple of things. Now, I'm not on this train of where I think Russell is just completely washed, and I think he's just not going to be a good, good quarterback ever. I think a lot of it may have to do with the scheme, and we're finding out that he's injured. But I think it also speaks to Pete Carroll and just how he runs teams and how he knows how to get the best out of his players. And, you know, when Russell was first coming on, you know, he had the Legion of Boom, and he kind of had that whole thing carrying him, you know, at the beginning, which I understand because he was a young quarterback. But then he kind of matured into who, who he was. But it's starting to seem like – you know, Pete Carroll has the ability to, I wouldn't say he's a quarterback whisperer, but he has, he knows what he can do to protect his quarterback and to put his quarterback in the best positions. Now, it does help that uh, Geno has DK and Tyler, even though DK, DK just got hurt. But yeah. Geno, man, he, his resurrection, not only in just the, you know, real life football with having the Seattle Seahawks four or three, but him being a top 10 quarterback in fantasy, nobody would have saw that. And I feel like, you know, if you're if you believe in a theory of you know maybe drafting quarterbacks a little bit later, unless it's a running quarterback like Geno is a was a really good pickup if you was able to pick him up, and he might be a reason why you're doing well in fantasy or part of the reason why you're doing well in fantasy because yeah. he's a top ten guy. And like you say, I mean, he's a, above Justin. I, I'm not sure. I saw another guy like that shocked me. He's um, above Tom Brady. Yeah, Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> Daniel Jones, oh, Trevor man. Lawrence, Marcus oh. Mariota. Like, dude. No, it, nobody saw that coming. It's That's wild. just the biggest it's surprise. <laughs> yeah. And I don't That's think it's a flash in a pan. I think he's going to consistently be like this for the rest of the year. Especially if so, Kenneth Walker keeps playing the way he is. That That is true. <laughs> that only helps, that too. Very true. Yeah. I think they're honestly helping each other. I mean, mm -hmm. they actually have to be – defenses have to be aware of Geno's ability to throw the ball down the field, but also his ability to run, move out of the pocket. He's made some hell of a throws on the run, even for his age. And then now you got this stud young running back behind, man. This, this you know, Seattle, the shock of the year for sure. They and they had, I saw a video on Instagram, like they drafted really well too. Like, I think they got like two defensive guys that are like starting either in the secondary with linebackers and stuff that are like rookies that are big impact guys. Like, and they got a left tackle, Charles Cross, that I think they drafted with their first pick. That's just a stone, like a stone cold, gonna be probably a 10 year veteran at left tackle. Like, it's trending up for Seattle, man. Like, you know, they got the draft capital too from Denver getting giving up Russell. Like, you know, I know, I know this is not an NFC West conversation, but man, <laughs> if they just keep building on what they got going on, they could be they could be in contention for wanting to be the you know the the kings of the West. So uh that's that's who I got for my trending up. Uh, and I guess I'll start off the one that's I guess a fantasy dud. And for me, I had this guy last year just because I was like, oh. Maybe he'll be this flex receiver, flex tight end that'll be able to be a Travis Kelsey light and did not happen. Had one big game, I think, in London. But now this year, stayed away from him completely. And Kyle Pitts, man, it's, it's, oh. it's just been a disaster. Oh. And he got drafted. Oh. I, I'm not too sure in my league when. Maybe second. Second? I think not second, like overall. Second like, round? I think second round. I think so. Wow. Um, I have to go back and check. But he got drafted pretty high. And to Brutal. me, it is it's not even that I you know, I, at first I think I, we talked about last time we talked about fantasy up like 
studs and people who are duds. I was like, maybe it's just the system. Maybe it's the court. It's the quarterback. It's the coach. It's just he doesn't fit. You know, I, I kind of said, you know, if he was with Andy Reid, maybe he would be able to flourish more. Uh, and I still kind of believe that. And that, you know, I, I would almost be under, under belief, like if he were to be traded to like a quarterback that knows how to maybe throw down, like, I don't want to kill Mark Mariota because he's a decent quarterback, but like a quarterback who's more upper echelon, maybe he'll be able to flourish, but it's just not working in Atlanta right now. Mm-hmm. And to me, the most, the biggest indictment is that Drake London has gotten more targets. And even though he's had a couple of slow weeks, he's been kind of like their primary guy and he's a rookie. Like you drafted Kyle Pitts, I think fourth or fifth. And you can't even get him the ball consistently. So th- is it? Is it? It's not. It can't be because he's not good. It yeah, has to be the system. system. It has to be the system. Drake's going down too. Yeah, admit. I mean, he and has fucking Mariota. And they it's run the Mariota. ball a lot. And he the coaching staff loves last week. Coaching staff loves to run the ball with. Yeah. Well, Arthur Smith came from. Was he part of the Tennessee staff or no? I'm not sure where he came from. I was about to say they ran a lot with Derrick Henry. I'm not sure who who coaching yeah. tree he came off of, but yeah, I don't. Kyle Pitts has been, even though he hadn't even been on my team, I've been like baited into like God, I want to trade because early in fantasy I was like, man, he's just he. There's no way he's bad. I got to trade for him. I was ready to give a package up, and I'm just glad I never pulled the trigger because I would have been really pissed off if I ended up with Kyle Pitts on my team because I just don't see yeah. any scenario where he bounces back to where he changes your life in fantasy. I'll put it that way. So he's been my biggest thing, a biggest disappointment. You know, I, I I I almost forgot about him, Sean. I didn't even consider him in the duds. That's how much of a dud he's been, man. Yeah, he's been yeah, it's been awful. Oof. Zoo, uh, who do you got? Uh, I can't wait to hear this. Man, for me, man, this is a guy that I love, man. I love my pick when I got him. I got him in a lot of leagues, man. Is that Allen Robinson, man? Because I hate that man. <laughs> you I ran about that. Him. I already yeah. ran on him enough, man. But it is another wide receiver. I still mm. think he's super talented. But the situation is not what I expected because I was high on this team's offense, man. I'm talking about the Denver Broncos, man. Cortland Sutton, man. My shares are down on him, man. I'm telling you, I thought Russell Wilson was going to change this offensive franchise forever. But it looks like Geno Smith is the winner of that trade of sending Russell Wilson out. Russell Wilson just absolutely looked trash this year, man. His ability to throw the football, his ability in the red zone, not converting in the red zone. Worse like, than Bears. Oh, my, it is horrendous, man. It is horrendous. And now with the injury to Russell Wilson, who even though he loved Corlin Sutton as a target, Corlin yeah. Sutton got five to ten targets a game. So he liked him as his target. He was definitely the number one option. But with this backup QBN, Jesus yeah. Christ, man. Corlin. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he just got even more unwatchable with the Denver Broncos. I didn't sure. think it was possible. But I, I just – I remember seeing one pass. He chucks it down the field. To nobody, man. He was like throwing to the Jets. I was like, what is going on? I oh, can't at the watch end of the this game. I was like, what is going on? This is the man that's throwing the Cortland Sun. Because I thought Cortland Sun this year, easy top 20 wide receiver now. But now with the offense being as bad as it is, the quarterback situation with the injury to Russell Wilson, even though he wasn't even playing that well. And now with this back of quarterback, man. Cortland Sutton went from a must start every week to, I got to think about it. Do I got better options? Because right now, this week, that's what I'm looking for, some better options right now because I'm a little nervous about the QB situation and the offense and the coaching. Just nothing about it is like, ah, 
Yeah, they so have, Brandon McManus is their team. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, it it is, man. Every, every week, man, it's a multiple three. Nine points, 12 points, 15 points. It's embarrassing, yep. man. It's embarrassing. The Denver Broncos. That's a good one, too. I, I didn't even think about this guy, but I think you can kind of put Sutton and Pittman in a bit of the same category. I know Pittman has had some good games, but with Matt Ryan's woes and now they're putting Sam Ellinger in <laughs> there, there's another guy, man, that I think – you know, he still gets a lot of targets, and he is a clear-cut number one. They don't have, like, a Jerry Judy. I do like Alec Pierce. I think he's a solid young wide receiver. Oh, yeah. there, nice, nice, nice young receiver. But at the same time, with all this quarterback issues, Pittman and Sutton are kind of two guys that I've been selling low on the past couple weeks at least. But, man, I'm going to go with – I guess I'll go with one that I'm a shareholder in, and it's not, not in our mutual league, Zoo, but I'm going with A.J. Dillon, man. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely oh, brutal. Too. He's oh. – you know, I feel like honestly, I think you could consider him and Pitts might be the biggest bust because they haven't even had one good game, really. I mean, even when Pitts scored the touchdown, I think he had maybe three catches. Dylan, I think, and, had like seventeen or nineteen in the very first game against the Vikings, but after that, it's yeah, been, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And of course, I, I don't think I played him that week. You know? but, <laughs> yeah, I did. That's look, why man, I remember. <laughs> I, I know we're talking. I know we're going to be talking about the Packers here in a second, but you know, this team. I think the reason I was so high on them this year is because I. I, and, and we all see it now. Yeah, Their passing game was not going to be what it was. And the only way that this Packers team was going to win was setting Aaron Rodgers' ego and play calling aside and focusing on the run, man. And they aren't even giving Aaron Jones enough. I know he's had some good fantasy weeks, but I don't think they're utilizing him enough. That he's getting all the goal line carries, not A.J. Dillon, even though Dillon is a clear bowling ball when it comes to the end zone. And man, just watching this, I, I can't even watch him play because he gets maybe less than 10 carries now, doesn't really do much with it. And they're playing from behind, so they can't really run yep. the ball most of the time. So look, I, he's, I think he's a stud of a player. I think, you know, I don't think that they should move on from AJ Dillon, you know, thinking he had a bad season. I do think he has a bright career ahead of him. He just needs to get more touches. I think he needs a little confidence booster and this Packers team is plummeting and their confidence across the board is at an all time low. So it's not helping. So I, I'm still holding on to him just for, you know, bye week purposes and needing to throw somebody in there. For sure. But he has been out of my starting lineup for a couple weeks now. And man, it's just tough. Cause I, I, I was, this is probably the highest guy I was, I was on this year um, for a good value pick, obviously. So yeah, the Packers offense, bust, man. man. You're down to bust in general. There. You're losing to the commanders, man. You lost to the Jets. You lost to the we Giants. We are the commanders. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> bump, 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 yeah. Bump. Uh, you know what's funny about AJ Dillon? The only hope I would have for him is like, you know, as it gets colder, mm. maybe teams can't throw the ball as much and you're getting in these like knockout, drag out games. And, you know, if the Packers offense could somehow get any spark and they can get a lead. Take a I wouldn't even say a lead, like a double-digit lead, where it has to be a comfortable lead, where they can then run the ball. Then I could see his value. But yeah, the whole the goal line stuff. They, I feel like that's, that's part of the problem. It. They they get too cute. They do a bunch of yeah. Aaron Jones swing, a little those little dump passes. They don't do just like the traditional. Let's just get AJ Dillon and some tight end as the fullback and just run it up the gut. Like I can understand other teams maybe doing that because maybe there's some teams that don't have power backs. But like you have AJ Dillon, like he's one of the bigger halfbacks in the league. Use him, like yeah. use him on the goal line. But you know, I kind of posed the question of which team do you see missing the playoffs in terms of the Packers and the Buccaneers? And Zoo, I'm gonna start with you. I gotta go. I'm gonna be objective here, man. 
I got to go with the Packers, man. I I don't know what they're good at. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they're good at. The defense, I had high expectations. Nah, the defense is not not that impressive at all. No. They they don't get to the quarterback that much. They don't really get that many interceptions, man. The defense, snooze fest, man. It's not that impressive a defense. And as as you can see, the offense, man, is just atrocious at everything, man. Bad at everything. Bad at passing, bad at blocking, bad bad, bad at running the football, man. (laughs) Quarterback is bad attitude. Just bad everything, man. And, and Matt Lafleur, man, man, I don't, I don't want people to stop praising this brother, man. I don't want people to stop praising him because his offense is unwatchable. Aaron Rodgers is unwatchable this year, man. He lost to the Washington freaking Commanders, man. Mm. This is this is an atrocious defense. The Washington Commanders is one of the worst defenses in the NFL, <laughs> and the Packers struggling to get up the field. Yeah, and they have the lead. What is going on, man? And at least the Buccaneers, at least they got that awful division that they got, they got yeah, exactly. to win. I don't know. Maybe it might only take nine wins this year for the Buccaneers to maybe. make the playoffs. Maybe that's what's going to take to get them in. But the Packers, man, oh, you got the Vikings. My Vikings this year, man, man, we're five and one, man. Very, very impressive, man. Yep. Very, very impressive. Even though Kirk Cousins, I'm still watching him. He's still not balling that well. And no. in spite of Kirk Cousins not being – upper echelon quarterback they're still winning games and my lord man obviously the lions have come back to earth with everything yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. man not gonna lie though bears packers man they're in the same tier man both mediocre man oh yeah but yeah. waiting to hear that for years yeah, they're in the same tier right now because <laughs> jesus christ the amount of games the packers are blowing right now i'm like jesus up against the giants look man they never were up against the jets man losing the commanders even though they were up they can't close games right now yep and they can't come back. So they can't maintain a lead or come back from a lead if they're mm. down. And I feel like the mental toughness of the team, it's not there, man. Aaron Rodgers, I love him as a talent. Poor leadership skills. Terrible Absolutely. leader. He doesn't have the intangibles, man. Always blaming teammates. Do you know who else you got to blame? You, you got the bag, man, so you got less receivers to throw it to. That's what happened, man. You, your, your whole situation made Devontae Adams sick of you and bring his talents to the Raiders, man. And you know what he's doing over there? 28 targets, 58 targets, zero drops. That's what he's doing. That's what Devontae yeah. Adams doing. He's doing quite fine without you, Aaron Rodgers. And you're yep. th- you out here throwing a Romeo Dobbs and your number one option got fucking a donut last week, man. A donut. Zero. Zero receptions, zero yards, and he played all the snaps. So the dude played, but he was just doing cross country last night. Pull the Tony Snell, night. man. Dude, seriously, man, a zero-zero performance, man. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Well, that was as objective as I thought it would be. <laughs> Jesus. It, embarrassing. I'm telling you, man, I don't want to watch the Packers this year. I don't want to wa- Maybe he's trying for Jordan Love time. I don't know, man. Maybe he got to go for a rebuild. Because Jesus Christ. Aaron Rodgers is not fun to watch this year. No. It's not fun. I'm thinking about waving him on my fantasy team, man. It might be a little emotional, but yeah. I'm sick of playing Aaron Rodgers and him giving me 14 fantasy points. When was the last time Rodgers was on a waiver wire, man? I I, I can't. Never, probably. Uh, honestly, no. Unless Not he got injured or something. He's been a backup. But he hasn't really been bar. injured. No, yeah. he never got injured. I mean, I agree with you, Zoo. I'm I'm picking the Packers here, but it's mostly because because look, man, the Bucks look bad too, and yeah, that lost Carolina game, Carolina. I mean, I get Carolina. You know, they kind of had a little chip on their shoulder. Everyone just writing them off. You know, nobody showed up to the game. PJ Walker, hey, he had a nice game, man. He had a- their running back is are so bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who the running backs were. Who's it? Hubbard, Hilliard, yeah. or something. I don't know who the running backs were. Like, Dante, Dante Foreman and Chubba yeah, Hubba. Yeah. Chubba Hubba went off for like 
hundred total yards in a ton. They went <laughs> yeah. off. But you know, you look at that division, and I mean, the Falcons are tied for first. Oh, Jesus. And barring, you know, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I know he's on IR, but I don't know how long Cordero's out. So if they get Cordero back, I mean, that team could cause the Bucks issues. And you know, we haven't seen Jameis back in New Orleans. Um, you know, Red rifle time. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, man, <laughs> throwing picks right when his team needs it. You know, because they, hey, man, that last game that the Saints played, they should have won that game if Andy Dalton mm. didn't make a couple of those throws. But you know, I think that I think you could argue that that division NFC South is relatively wide open. But I think that the NFC North is under a Vikings lock. Yeah, and the only yep. way that either one of these teams is going to make the playoffs is if they win their division. And I just think that because of the Vikings holding up top, and honestly, Zoo, I think their defense has been huge this year. Um, even with Kirk Cousins only putting up maybe 16, 17 a game, they're getting big plays from Jefferson, and they're getting big plays from Dalvin. And, Zoo, you better knock on some wood right here. He has not gotten injured yet. So, you know, that's another big thing for that Vikings team. They're coming off a bye, and I forget. I don't remember who they're playing. Uh, oh, they're playing the Cardinals. And the Packers got to go play the Bills, man. So you're looking oh. at possible six and one cool. to three and five oh, hole. Oh. Put in the L already, man. Jeez. Put in the L. Yeah, Jeez. man. Put in yes. the freaking L. So you're looking at a two and a half game Ugh. setback. Obviously, Packers haven't had their bye yet. So, yeah, man, I, it's it's tough for me to pick the Packers here. You know, I'm not going to say that the Bears are going to finish higher than the Packers this year, but hell, they might. It could be possible for them to split the series this year finally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, man, I, you know, I know Tom Brady's had his issues and, you know, Godwin doesn't look really the same. They can't really get Mike Evans going. They dropped though. Yeah. Yeah. Fournette, you know, for, that's probably where they lost. Man. Yeah. That's I feel like they lost. he even said mentally after that drop, which was going to be like a 70 yard touchdown, mentally yep. the team was out of it. And I would be out of it because Mike Evans is one of the best receivers in the NFL, man. That just Never doesn't does that. happen. Yeah. No. And Tristan works. I mean, I think right, Sean. I think Tristan Wirfs, their their tackle, their young tackle, has just been an absolute monster since he got flipped by Khalil Mack a couple of years ago. <laughs> Hadn't given up a sack since. I swear to God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's been injured. You know, they're having issues on their line, which we kind of talked about preseason as well. But it even got worse. So you know, it. it but it is Tom Brady, and I think that if there's somebody that has more mental toughness between the two of them, I'm taking Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers. So you might Especially be right. Mental toughness. nine wins. Might get it done this year. How maybe even eight? Yeah, I, be, I believe the mental toughness. If we're having to do a vote on who has that, it's Tom Brady all day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'll just play devil's advocate and pick because I'm kind of with you guys with the Packers. That their offense is just really tough to watch. Um, but with the Bucks, the thing that concerns me about them is I feel like they have way more more talent just on the offensive side of the ball, and that you could argue, especially with the receivers. Like I know the backs. With uh, Green Bay is probably better. Like you say, we do Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, even though A.J. Dillon hasn't done much this year. Um, Leonard Fournette, is their, is their number one back? He kind of didn't look right Sunday. He just looked like he was going through the motions. Uh, and like I said, with their receivers, they have two, you know, virtual, not fantasy-wise, but just in terms of offenses, number one guys and Godwin and uh, Evans and – the offense just seems disjointed. Now, that may just be, be because of the offensive line, but I think that matters a lot because Tom Brady's not a guy who can improvise because as much as we don't care for Aaron Rodgers right now, he still has the ability to be, you know, improvisational. I don't know if that's a word, but he can move around in the pocket and make plays, um, especially when 
you know, he I think it was a, maybe the week before where he got blasted by somebody. I don't know who it was, but he got blasted pretty good. And I think that may have been the play that he hurt his finger. So, you know, I kind of still believe in Aaron in that aspect of being able to make something out of nothing. But if you're talking about a Tom Brady that already looks like he's showing his age and his offensive line is not any good, like where do you see, I guess, the wins? Because if you look at both of their schedules, they're pretty tough right now. Like yeah. if you look at the Bucks schedule, it's like, okay, before the season, you're like, yeah, they could go 12 and whatever with the schedule. But just looking at what they got right now, how they played against Carolina, because to me, I don't, I feel like that's a bigger alarm sign than what the Packers went through, because that's a division game against a team who's basically said we quit. I know you could kind of put the, you know, we're rallying around this interim coach, but Tom Brady, you in that situation, you see blood in the water, you should just attack. Like you should, there should be no, you know, 21 to three type of situation with that. Cause they didn't even score a touchdown. So it's like, where where are they? I know we just talked about the mental edge of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and if we had to pick a person who would be more mentally tougher, it'd be Tom Brady. But what does it say about the quarterback of the team where even though Mike Evans had that dropped and that's why they spiraled, why did they spiral? It's the Carolina Panthers. Okay, so what? You dropped that touchdown pass. You should be able to score on them in the next 15 drives that you get. You shouldn't just pack it up because, you know, you dropped that one first pass. I can maybe understand against Patrick Mahomes because – if you do that against Patrick Mahomes, he's going to put fifty on the board. You can't, you can't waste yeah. possessions. But I feel like you can waste a few possessions against the Carolina Panthers and still be able to win the game. Good point. So it's like I'm looking at their schedule. Like they play the Ravens this Thursday. That's going to be tough. You know, I think it's at home. You then have to play the Rams, who's been up and down. Seahawks is not a gimme anymore. No. The Browns, like, is the Sean back the 27th? Is he back that? Uh, he's he's back week 11. I think his first game's back is the Texans. So Texans. I don't. Okay, Texans. So I don't so, know if that's. November 27th or not. I mean, I don't know even know what uh, week that is. I'm looking at it right now. But um, Oh, you know what? No, no, no. He's back week 12 because it's an 11-game suspension, mm, right? Yeah. They didn't double it. To... I don't think he'll be back for the Bucks game. I don't think. No, I think a... he's back the next week. Yeah. So then it's like, and then you have the Saints division, and then you have the 49ers, which you got to go on the road and play that one. But, you know, to me, you know, I know the question is like, who do you – Think would end up missing the playoffs more. If I had to put money down, I would probably say the Packers just off the you know strength of the Bucks division. But I don't know, man. This is the NFL. I it would not shock me if both of them missed. It mm. would not shock me. That too. Would not shock because I, I don't like you say Aaron and them. It looks disjointed on offense. It's like God, what are we doing? Like you're not running the ball. You, you don't have a number one receiver like Alan Lazard. Like like we said before preseason, he shouldn't be your number one guy. Like you say, Romeo Dobbs is great, but he's a rookie. You're depending on the rookie to be your number one guy. That's just, I don't even think Devontae was doing that as a rookie. So it's like, yeah, that's, all these factors are factoring in, or all these situations are factoring in, in him, you know, not being as good on offense. But like the Bucs, man, that Panthers, I've watched a little bit of that game because that was a local game here. They just looked like they were just like, all right. And Tom Brady looked like, for the first time to me, I know we always say, oh, Tom Brady's older, but he just looked like, I'm not really into this. Like you say, now he does have, you know, the super time and he can come back, but in the division, we'll maybe give him some easy wins. But Tom, to me, just doesn't like he don't care about football anymore. You can tell because the body language of the team is not great. And they have their guys. It's not like there's a bunch of guys injured. So that's alarming. Packers and the Packers need to just trade for Brandon Cooks, man. That's what they, they got to trade for somebody. Dude, you know who they should trade for? <laughs> they should trade for like a... DJ, well, I don't know if they would trade. I don't think, See, I don't, people, yeah, because I think they're going to demand a lot for DJ Moore because I think whoever comes in they draft next year is going to be the guy for DJ Moore. Like they got to have a number one guy in a 
in Carolina for the quarterback they end up taking. That's true. Uh, even though PJ Walker played better. So I don't think I mean Brian Burns <laughs> would probably be on the table, but they need to go get like a some team that has it's like a two or a three. Like I think Claypool would be really good for them. Just a downfield yeah. threat. Somebody that could scare people over the top. Cause with the Lazard and Dobbs, like Dobbs has got some decent speed, but they have nobody that can really stretch vertical. And Devontae didn't do that. But the difference is Devontae was a tech like a technician. So it didn't matter he had blazing yeah, he had speed. Yak, he can get man. open. Yeah, 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 he can he get open. open and runs. M- M- yeah. MVS was their street guy. Yeah. yeah, so they need somebody that can take the top off. They got to, you know, I mean, I even saw some things where Elijah Moore is pissed off by this role. Like, go get him. He's a nice slot guy. <laughs> He's a slot guy that can look like he can get open and eat underneath. So, And I know Aaron kind of maybe trends towards those receivers more, guys that can just get open in the middle of the field. So, I don't know. But they got both of those teams need to figure it out because their schedules are not leaning towards them, you know, to get right. It's going to be tough. So, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. but That's far enough, Rebel. As usual, like I say, we will always be talking about fantasy, football. That's basically the platter of topics we will be addressing for the next coming months. Uh, make sure you guys tune in to our YouTube channel, Bullheaded. Uh, same thing, Quantro knows on YouTube. Bullheaded underscore pod on Instagram. Uh, Bullheaded X64 on TikTok. Make sure you follow those. I try to separate the content make it a little bit different so you guys can enjoy different pieces of the media that we do and for me zoo and p bush we are out